Hello, my darlings. This is Siobhan, your host of the Healing in Doses podcast and owner of Sweet Immunity. This is episode two of the three-part series where we talk about the mode magic. So the astrological modes, cardinal, fixed, and mutable. This episode is dedicated to the fixed signs. Hey, y'all. Hey, Taurus. Hey, Leo. Hey, Scorpio. Hey, Aquarius. You will have a nice deep dive and juicy episode, so I won't waste too much time on the intro. If you have no idea what the modes are and you want a bit of background, head over to episode one where we talk about uh, the cardinal signs. You can listen to the first, you know, seven or eight minutes of that intro and you'll have everything you need to jump into whichever episode you like independently. But if you're here first, it's probably because your sun sign is a Leo or a Taurus or a Scorpio or an Aquarius. So you want to start there and that's all good move over to the rest of the signs as you see fit. But again, if you want that uh, foundational piece, you can head over to episode one. I'll leave you here for now. Hope you have fun. Bye. So what can we say about the fixed signs of the zodiac? Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. Notice first how these signs follow the cardinals and are in the heart of each season. Taurus blooming flowers in the middle of the summer. Leos in that striking heat that you feel in the beginning of August, end of July. Scorpio, the middle of fall when it is pumpkin spice latte out the ass. We are frolicking in leaves. We are getting ready for Halloween. We are transcending what it means uh, to be within light and dark. And Aquarius, that icy winter, the peak of snow and ski season. We are nestling with warm cups of cocoa, with marshmallows and with the cream, and it is delicious and we love it. It is the fixed signs where we sit and enjoy, where we thrive, where we live, where we are really tactile, very sensitive to our elements and what's around us. When I think about the signs and the seasons that they represent, there's a feeling, right? It's not just something I feel in my soul, but I can actually feel the heat and the the stickiness and the warmth of Leo season. I can feel the fall, the colors, the smells, the sounds of Scorpio time, right? You can actually embrace them in a way that the other signs you know, they don't really have <laughs> that that tie-in. I mean, some of them, yes, but there's something about being in the middle, being at the, the base of a season, which is where these signs uh, come through. They're at the root. They're deeply rooted. And so their position within the seasons and that ability for us to feel, touch, see, experience, and there's a sense of knowingness that not just doesn't just pervade the signs themselves and their position in the seasons, but the qualities that they manifest as a zodiac sign and as an element of being fixed, what it means to be fixed, right? So fixed signs are steady, they are persistent, they are reliable, they are loyal, 
They have endurance, baby. Endurance, endurance, endurance. That is a fixed sign trait. Uh, as much as it is, as much as it means to be determined. They have determination, a very strong sense of grounding and understanding of who they are and who they are in relation to other people in relation to their environment is so important. Understanding what those boundaries are, understanding where they begin and end and the world begins and ends and how they play in that dance is so vitally important. The two words that come to mind are the ability to hold and sustain. That's what they're able to do. Hold and sustain life force and energy. That's where that endurance comes in. That's where that persistence comes in. They are able to hold and sustain energy in the most sincere, sincerest, and purest forms of that energy. They are deeply rooted, I mentioned that before, deeply rooted in the things, ideologies, people, feelings that they have. They have a very strong hold on those things and therefore a very strong hand in their internal world and how that internal world is shaped. If you look at all four of these signs, they have a world in which they themselves live in. This beautiful cocoon that they've created for themselves that equally nourishes them from the inside. It's as if they're some sort of um, self-generating energy source, right? They continue to fulfill and manifest themselves and they can teach the world how to do that, how to sustain and fulfill the world that you are in if it's just you, if it's just you. Don't let anyone steal your joy. That is a quote and a mantra and a piece of advice that I got from a fixed sign in my life whose identity will forever remain anonymous. But I remember it coming from them and and looking at them with such envy because they have, to this day, such a impermeable force around them to where their energy and their joy is deeply rooted within them. And it is so difficult for it to be taken away or altered by whatever is happening on the outside. Now, when you look at that beautiful, impermeable wall, that self-sustaining energy source, you have to also think, well, what's on the other side of that? Well, on the other side of that drum roll, please, is resistance, particularly a resistance to change. I mean, listen, if you are your own self-sustaining light, if you are your own self-sustaining force, why would you want to change that, right? That's the inherent uh, psychology, I would, I would believe. But there is a natural resistance to change. I love you, Tauruses. I love you, Aquariuses, Scorpios, Leos. You know I feel you. You know I love you. But y'all hate change. I mean, you hate it. Like, I'm not even going to mince any words. I'm not going to try to make it nice. You don't like it. Change for you is scary. It's frightening. It's like, I mean, it's, (laughs) and you wouldn't notice it from the outside, right? From the outside, most people with high um, quantities and frequencies of fixed sign energy, you may not even see the emotions change on the surface because that's one of their best qualities, right? Making sure that their emotions are contained and held and sustained in this cocoon that they've created for themselves. However, on the inside, it is frightening. 
Because what does that mean? To change means that you may have to open up that cocoon, let some energy in, but more importantly, maybe let some energy out. And so when you have a lot of fixed sign energy in your chart, look at that energy to see, are you holding on there? Are you a person who has the inability to let go of whatever is contained in that part of your chart? Because that's something that fixed signs are just as good about, creating boundaries. Creating boundaries that don't just protect them, but also inhibit their growth and their expansion. So they may have such determination in terms of their goals, such determination in terms of their dreams, in terms of what they want for themselves, their family, their future, but never actually get there. Why? Because to get there involves movement. It involves going from A to B, maybe from A to B to C, back to B again, then back to A again, then right around to D. It may involve going up, down, around. It may involve peaks and valleys and even the sheer thought of that level of instability for a fixed sign. It's just not what we're into. Um... It's just not what we're having, right? And when I say we're, I say the proverbial we. We're all included. <laughs> I actually don't have a lot of fixed energy in my chart, which is really interesting, but it does show up. I have a, I have a, a good amount and where it shows up, it is very, very potent. And it's something that I'm really conscious of because my chart uh, doesn't have that as a dominant flavor. But when it comes through, it comes through heavy and it's noticeable because it's such a strong force, right? And so fixed energy thrives off of consistency and familiarity. So if you have fixed signs that govern your uh, seventh house, maybe that's the energy that you like. Very, very stable relationships. Very, very stable relationships. Not a lot of movement, not a lot of fluctuation in your seventh house. But but if you have fixed energy that governs your second and or your 10th house, that's where you really see the um, energy of familiarity thriving off of things that are consistent. When you look at the type of jobs that you have, the career paths that you take, um, where you uh, many at, at times where you keep the excitement out of your realm because the consistency of it and the familiarity is where you find the greatest level of success and the greatest level of trust in this material world. Right? You have to think when you're fixed. What is around you, what is visible, what is tangible, what is known, what is factual becomes even more important. And so with boundaries in the fixed energy, you have the ability to contain that which is great and nourishing, but you also have the capacity to push out or keep out that which is good and necessary for your growth. And so being uh, fixed or dominantly fixed can create this beautiful uh, internal world that you can count on. But if you live in an internal world or you've created an environment for yourself that is maybe negative or self-deprecating or insecure, where you are stuck in this perpetual cycle, this perpetual loop, and what is outside of you is actually better. What is outside of you is actually greater and can maybe help you create a new internal world that is healthier and stronger and more vibrant. Unfortunately, 
that level of stagnation and that clinging to the past, that clinging to what is now, that lack of hope in what could be, really deprecates and keeps you in that continual loop of poor habits and poor decision-making and negative uh, self-fulfilling prophecies, right? You have that. Um, It may take you a long time to get uh, out of a relationship that you should be out of, and or it takes you a long time to get in a relationship that is literally at your doorstep and waiting for you and waiting for you with open arms. You may fear that future and love the safety and the comfort of your present, so you don't want to take that leap. You may find yourself in the perpetual loop at work where it takes you a hell of a lot longer to get into a new career path that's actually better for you, more lucrative, get you more money, because you like the familiarity of everything as it is today. And as it is today might be draining you, it might be pulling away from your life force, but it's what you know. Fixed signs are at times the epitome of the devil you know is better than the devil you don't, right? When you live in that reality, it um, impedes you from taking risks. It obstructs you from taking leaps, even when the universe is continuously presenting you with opportunities to take risks and to take leaps. And so the fixed sign can teach us a lot about patience and strength and endurance and reliability and sticking to your word and sticking to a task. It can teach us a lot about stability and learning to love the simple things in life, the simple everyday beautiful things, the simple facts. Don't run around looking for truths that don't exist. See the truths that are here and that are in front of you and that are already proven and ready to go. But on the same wavelength, the other side of that spectrum is a locking in and away from opportunities, from blessings, and essentially blocking your blessings when you need them the most. And each sign within the fixed category has a different way of demonstrating that duality, right? The holding and the possessing and the sustaining of something we really need in the world, in addition to the potential of blocking out what that energy needs to thrive and to sustain, especially when that fire is almost out or that life force is being depleted by something and you need to re-up and you need to gas up the car you need to find another generator you need to get another source of power so that you can sustain that internal world or create a new one you may be blocked from that because of propensity um, and a preponderance for wanting to be in the cycle that you are in and not leaping forward And so what I've noticed about fixed signs is that they may get to their destinations. Whatever their goals are, they'll get to them eventually. This is not a a sentence. (laughs) It's not a sentence unless you choose it to be, right? They'll get there. But it'll take a hell of a lot longer. And the road at times can be a hell of a lot um, rougher and tense and troublesome than it had to be. And there's a lot of, of... joy that can be missed in the process on the road there. Um, And we'll talk also about how the universe solves for that, (laughs) fixed signs, and it's kind of solving for that now. And a lot of Leos and Tauruses and Scorpios and Aquarius are, are feeling some instability with the current environment. You know, 2020 has done, um, we talked about in the, in the Cardinal episode, Uh, 2020 is kind of teaching the cardinal signs how to slow down and re-strategize. They're 
teaching them, you know, a little bit of fixed nature, what it means to be fixed, right? Quarantine is a fixed state. Many of the fixed signs may be like in all of this, but uh, if you have a chart that has a little bit more cardinal, a little bit more mutable hanging out there, this staying in place might have been tougher than you imagined. But in terms of what the universe is teaching us, the universe is teaching the cardinal signs to slow down and strategize. And it's also teaching the fixed signs how to move with precision and how to move even when you don't want to, right? The universe is it's granting everyone that opportunity and for the fixed planets, um, for the planets that are in the fixed signs of your chart, it's going to be doing that for a few years and we'll talk about that uh, momentarily. But let's get into each individual sign and what and how they manifest this fixed energy, right? So first we have Taurus. Taurus is fixed earth. So it's an earth sign by element and fixed by mode. So what does that mean? Taurus might be the earthiest, the earthiest of the earth signs, meaning they are um, the greatest representation of earth, right? Earth is not just about the ground. It's about structures. It's about buildings. It's about um, anything that encloses something, right? And so Capricorns, when you think Capricorn, you think about earth that exists in structures, homes, buildings, territories, monuments, very Capricornian. Uh, when you think about Taurus, that's when you really start thinking about earth, like forest and trees and gardens and um, jungles. You start thinking about actual earth in the ground because one thing Tauruses are known to do is they build roots, honey. They got roots and roots and roots, and those roots will go very, 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 very deep. And so the loyalty and the consistency and the familiarity that they find in their internal environment, that's that fixed nature. Um, They can be an an immovable object if they are on a task, they are sticking to it. If they found something they like, that's what they want to do. If they found a career path that they're into, that is their career path. Rarely do they venture off right or left. And if they do, it has to have so some level of tie-in to their internal environment anyway. So just in case, if anything get crazy, they can go back. They can go back to whatever. Um, they can they can head they can head backwards whenever they need to. Um, with that, they they do have a tendency to go backwards a lot. They do have a tendency to hold on to lovers that have long gone, uh, to hold on to resentments, to hold on to joys. Because if you make a mark in a Taurus's life, you are there. You have positioned yourself somewhere in their internal world, and it's kind of like thinking about changing the furniture arrangement in your living room or moving a painting from one end of the room to the next. It's harder um, than I think a lot of Tauruses like to admit to really um, (laughs) excavate and, and dig someone out of their life, just like it would be very, very difficult to dig up roots of a tree. Like you gotta go real, real deep and real, real far if you're truly trying to uproot a tree. And so if you think about it from that perspective, um, Tauruses are very selective about who they let in their internal environment because they understand how hard it would be to root them out. They're very, very particular about what they intake TV, books, art, anything, how, where they work, how they work, uh, because it is very, very hard for them to uproot something if it doesn't go well. 
And so they may have a lot of associates that they walk around with. I mean, a lot of people, but they are still extremely selective about who they actually let inside their heart and inside their soul. Because again, if they have to dig that root up, it's going to be a very, very hard thing to do. And so when you think about the Tauruses and where are they fixed, they're fixed as it relates to who exists in their world physically and materially, who is literally in their environment, who is literally in their home, uh, who do they give their body to in a, in a sexual and sensual manner, who do they share their thoughts and their feelings with, how do they work, where do they work, the physical places they go to. Again, their material reality and all the engagement with that, very selective and very stubborn and a little obstinate about how they deploy those feelings and how they express themselves because they are the roots of a tree. And to break those bonds that they've created, to uproot is not that easy of a task as it might be for our cardinals and especially for mutable signs. It's just not the same. And so they can feel very inflexible to other people or stubborn to other people, but it's because they understand the cost of sustaining something that may not go well, may not go right. And so it can make them a little harder to get to know, harder to get inside. But once you're there, you're kind of trapped. <laughs> you are kind of trapped in the heart and the mind of a tourist because those are roots that for them, they want to sustain and they hope will be um, life force sustaining for them. When you think about a Leo, that's fixed fire. So what does fixed fire look like in nature? or just in your regular day to day. Well, it looks like the fireplace in your home, the hearth, right? It looks like um, the the fire underneath the cauldron. I'll get real spooky because we're close to Halloween. I uh, link it to your oven, your convection oven in your home. I mean, electric is cool too, but convection oven is really, uh, is really what we're getting at because it's heat that is contained. It is heat. Uh, that is contained. It is the it is a pot of boiling water with the lid on. It is it is and firmly on, just on simmer, right? It's uh, continuously burning, continuously moving, continuously circulating, but in a contained space. And so, fixed fire. What what does that mean from a Leo perspective? Well, Leos, if if any you know, for anyone who knows a Leo or someone that has a lot of Leo energy. Their convictions, mm, their convictions. Convictions are very different than thoughts and opinions. Convictions are ideals. Convictions are commitments in life. Convictions are uh, what inspires them. Um, what do they believe in? What, what do they see? What is important to them? Where are they shining their light? They have very strong convictions and convictions towards their idealism, which makes them very proud, which makes them very steadfast and mission-driven and purpose-driven. It makes them um, very loyal because they are aligning themselves with an ideology. They are aligning themselves with a purpose for leading and moving through this life. It makes them exceptionally wonderful at being a politician. It makes them exceptionally wonderful as being a CEO for a mission-driven organization leading nonprofits because it's about this bigger goal, this bigger ideal. Um, it's about what they hope 
the world is. And so their internal environment, the people, places, and things that they hold, that they encapsulate, that they are sustaining, is very idealistic, which is beautiful because it's very aspirational. On the flip side, no one, and I mean no one, can live up to it. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, literally no one in the world can live up to a Leo's expectations and idealism. And they may not even reflect those expectations themselves. I mean, no disrespect, but a lot of the time, you know, Leo's will be asking or wanting more than what they give because it's what they hope for. It's what they, they dream of. It's what they aspire to be. It's what they think of love, right? So Leo's are, are, you know, related to the fifth house of the Zodiac, which is all about romance and sexuality and fun and and all of that. And, And that's beautiful and that's wonderful and that's how people connect. But when it gets to reality and permanence, oh, that's a, that's a hard one. Leos have a hard time with reality, whereas Tauruses have a difficult time with fantasy, right? They want to know what's real. They want to know that they can trust you. They want to see what's real and tangible. Um, Leos have a hard time with the nuances and um, everyday ebbs and flows of reality. If it distracts from what they believe in their heart and what they believe in their head, it's devastating. It feels like a betrayal. Um, the other side of that is they may believe in this ideology. They may believe in it with all of their heart, but they're not necessarily as motivated as a cardinal sign to go out there and get it. They're not necessarily as motivated to um, demonstrate those ideals that they have. And so again, they have a, a commitment and they're very fixed in their expectations of how they think the world should be versus how they think how the world could actually be and also how the world actually is. And so that works right from a positive perspective too. And that works from a positive perspective, but also a negative perspective. If you have a Leo that's trapped in a self-fulfilling, you know, prophecy, self-generating cycle that is negative where they don't have a good feeling about the world, where they're not committed to their ideals, where they actually don't feel like they have purpose or they have a mission, they can't see outside of that, right? Then it, then even the happiest of moments, even if anyone else's, you know, ideals and expectations are being met, they can't even recognize that that it's happening. And so this, um, the, the best illustration for this is, is uh, just understanding what rules Leo, right? The sun rules Leo. And the sun is very beautiful and very hot and loving and it makes things grow and it's juicy goodness and it's all kinds of stuff. But think about what they tell you about the sun. Don't look straight at it because it will blind you. It will blind your ass. And that's true. If you try, even attempt to look towards the sun, it obscures. Forget about the damage it'll do to your eyes, so please don't do it. But it will obscure everything else. When the sun is so bright, it obscures. When you're trying to take a picture with your phone, you're trying to take a selfie, and that light is coming through your windowsill and coming through from the left or from the right, it will obscure your face as if you don't exist. And so think about that. When those ideals are so bright, when that storyline is so bright, whether it's negative or positive, it obscures what's actually happening. 
And that is shattering. Reality at sometimes can shadow the Leo. It can shadow um, and, and shatter the lion uh, in a Leo. And so what is important in understanding Leo energy, <clears throat> especially if you have a lot of Leo energy in your chart, if you have a stellium in Leo, is to find, you got to have people in your life that reflect reality. You got to have people in your life that challenge you. Because if you're never challenged, right, as Rumi says, if you are irritated by every rub, how are you ever to be polished? If you are not challenged, how are you ever going to actually meet the expectations you have set for yourself and also for other people? There, it's not that the ideals, the ideals actually might be realistic. It might actually be realistic that life can work that way and that um, your expectations of people, of places, of things, of wealth, of home, of all these things, you can actually achieve those things, but you have to do something. <laughs> you, have to, you have to get up out of yourself and do the thing. You cannot create boundaries against the change that is necessary to make those dreams come true. And so that is something um, that, you know, Leo's that's important. What you're, what you want, what you, what you are fixed in and your ideology, it's possible. I'm not going to slam your dreams, but it isn't possible without effort. And it isn't possible without change. That, that, that I'll put some money on that. I will put some money on, but that's your Leo energy, right? Um, when I think about like famous Leo, I mean, the first, <laughs> the Leo that comes to my mind and comes to a lot of people's minds, like JLo, you know, JLo is very, very prosperous, but she's prosperous at one thing. As long as she dancing, as long as she is dancing, <laughs> she is a winner. She's very consistent. She's very steadfast. She's very action oriented in that one action. She's not going all over the place. As long as she is dancing and making dance music, she's popping. She can do everything else. She can act in these B movies and she can do everything else. And I'm not being a hater. I actually like, first of all, she did great as Selena. She was the bomb. I also liked her in, what is it? Monster in Law. Um, I also liked that movie enough where she was like beating that dude's behind. She was doing like hand to hand, like combat and self-defense. I actually like her, some of her stuff. I think she has a lot of potential. But you, the, the, the core of who she is, she is a dancer. She is an entertainer. And so as long as she is in entertainment and entertaining, it works. Um, very sustained. And she has been able to create the reality. But she was also known for many, many years as going as someone who went through a lot of relationships. And I'm not judging for relationships. But um, when she, I would always hear her speak about her relationships in interviews, like old interviews from back in the day. And every interview she had such, it was very Leo of her, like very strong Leo. She had these ideals, these um, expectations. And when the relationship would end, she would talk about that. She would be honest about, you know, having expectations around the way a relationship is supposed to go. And then um, for whatever reason, there wasn't enough effort put on either side to get there. And so for me, it was very honest and and it showed growth to really talk about that being a thing because it is something that doesn't just impact J-Lo. It impacts every Leo that I've ever met. It's you can achieve what you want, but you have to let change happen. You can get to the ideals you're looking for, but you have to be open to being uncomfortable. And if you're not, then you run the risk of that disappointment. And so it's something to think about if you have a lot of Leo in your chart, 
where where in your chart wherever that leo is that's the that's your inspiration that's your hub of inspiration that's your hub of like the future your hope is there it's beautiful and it's sustained just let it breathe and let it thrive right ensure that you are letting that part of your chart thrive now when we get to scorpio it's fixed water now what is fixed water because we're going elemental here right What's fixed water? Ice. (laughs) Ice is literally fixed water. It's water that's fixed in a cube, in an iceberg. Take your pick. It is fixed. And so what does that mean for a water sign? Scorpio is a water sign. And so it, it shares the common trait of being emotionally driven. It's all about the heart. It's all the heart centered. It's all about the body, spirit, soul as just basic manifestations of each other, but coming from the same central source. It's about faith, right? But from a Scorpio perspective, they are definitely fixed in their ability, <clears throat> excuse me, in their ability to hold on to their emotions. They, unlike their Cancer and Piscean water sign counterparts, they can hold on and harness and generate and apply their emotions in such a controlled way. Some might call that manipulative. Some might call that very strategic. Take whatever word you like. But Scorpios are able, Scorpios understand the power of emotions. They understand the power of grief, of sadness, of happiness, of joy, of empathy, of compassion. And they dose it out in the appropriate amounts for the situation and the environment that they are around. So in that, they control and and are able to design and map their internal world based on the levels of emotional output that they are able to produce at a given time. And so it makes them very powerful. They are equally, like all fixed signs, very determined. And so once they put their mind to something, that's usually where it stays. Once they put their heart to something, that's usually where it stays. But that ability to emotionally control the room, right? Uh, To control the feelings, to harness emotional energy inward and outward is something they have a mastery in. If you know a lot of Scorpios, you may at times not even feel like they're a water sign because they tend to not be as expressive as, let's say, a Cancer or a Pisces. You, uh, a lot of times they have the best poker faces. You may not even be able to read if they like you or not. Um, they They are interesting in that way because they are water signs. So there's this underlying expectation that they cry and that they sob and that they have emotional expression just like everybody else. But unlike the other two water signs, they get how powerful emotions can be. And if used correctly, what they can produce, what they can elevate, what they can stop, what they can start. And so they're very big on containment. So if you know any Scorpios, right, they may be a person that you can cry your heart out to or not, (laughs) depending on the day. But they are definitely people that will instruct you on how to use your feelings and how to take that emotional energy and leverage it in a way that makes you powerful and that makes you strong. Now, what does that create for them? For them, it enables them to 
feel very secure in high octane, intense places or places and situations where there's no energy flowing and they're able to move seamlessly through what seem like the highs and lows of life, right? Because they are holding and sustaining emotional energy. They're not wearing their heart on their sleeve. They're not emotionally reckless. No one really knows where they sit. Uh, on the spectrum, no one is really um, aware of their motives or what they want out of a situation or out of a person. And so they're always able to move a couple steps ahead from individuals in their world, right? They're always able to define the boundaries of who gets in their heart and who doesn't. You rarely slip into a Scorpio's life. You rarely uh, find them falling in love with you by accident. It's all very um, pronounced. It is all very poignant and very much deliberate. And so what does that do? That gives them this level of power that is not exerted by force. They don't have to be rah-rah. They don't have to be, you know, in your face. It's very subtle. It's very kind of, you know, back of the camera, behind the camera, behind the curtain type of activity, back of the house type of activity. You don't even see it coming. And so it gives them a lot of power. What it also does is it ices them out from real connections that they could be having. Excuse me. My goodness, I've been talking too much. (laughs) But it ices them out from real connections, right? It ices them out from um, real substantial efforts that people are trying to make in their lives. And so even if they need help, no one will know. And if they know, no one, uh, it will be rare that someone would actually venture out to give them help because they also have this air of not needing help, not needing support, not needing information, not needing a guiding light, that they got it all the time. So it, it can run them into a very lonely life and a very isolated life. Because when they do need support, when they do need some kind of anchoring, they don't get it and they deserve it just like anybody else. So it boxes them in from really having true, meaningful, emotional connections with people because they're too busy trying to be in the driver's seat uh, and too busy trying to protect whatever emotional reservoir they have in that they don't allow other people to feed that There's so much that individuals may want to pour into their energy reserves and give them rather than take, Um, but they're too busy protecting what they think someone will take from them. And so, you know, if you have a lot of Scorpio energy, um, power and control and being in the position of harnessing your emotions, look at where that shows up. Look if that shows up at work. Look Look at if that shows up in how you communicate um, in your family dynamics. Do you always have to be in control? Do you always have to be first? Do you use uh, the silent treatment as a gateway (laughs) to provoke someone? Do you use um, rejection or do you use the flooding of emotions to harness energy in a certain kind of way? Um, Watch that because it may be protective to you and hurtful to someone else. And so Um, It's important for Scorpios to know that and for Scorpios, those who have a lot of Scorpio in their chart, um, to understand that that is possible too with the emotional manipulation um, that can come from too much harnessing, right? Because eventually ice melts and glaciers melt. And I get it, Scorpio. You don't know. One day those ice caps will melt and you will flood the people you love with all the feelings and you don't know how they're going to receive you. 
And you don't know if they're going to think you punk. They don't, you don't know if they're going to take advantage of you. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. And that level of emotional uncertainty can be really scary. But it also can be very rewarding when you realize that that flood of emotions that you let out is not only received, but held and loved and sustained in the same way that you would your own feelings if it were just kept inside. And so allowing that gives you the opportunity for you to see what's real and have meaningful connections um, with more than just a select few in your internal world. And so lastly, we have our Aquariuses, the fixed air sign. I don't even know a good <laughs> description for a fixed air sign. I guess a wind tunnel, maybe? Maybe that's a, maybe that works. A wind tunnel. So where are Aquariuses fixed? I know if I had a bunch of Aquariuses like around me right now, they would know. They're fixed in their ideas, which is very different than idealism. They're fixed in their ideas, in their, in their opinions, and what they consider factual. Remember, Aquarians are air signs. And so thoughts, ideas, words, language, communication, data, all of that is important. All of that cerebral intellectual goodness is important. And so Aquarians are very fixed in what they believe to be true. If you ever had an, a debate with an Aquarius, I'ma pray for you. I'ma pray for your recovery. I'ma pray for any future debate you get in with one because it's gonna be a long, hard road because they are not one to be, um, they are not one to debate with. They are definitely not one to trifle with when it comes to mental acrobatics because when they believe what they believe, honey, they believe their facts, they believe what is true. And it is very hard for them to take direction or to take a different approach or to think about things in a different way because they already feel like they know it. They already feel like they know the answer. They already think that they have the facts. And so they can be a little hard headed <laughs> because even if something is um, necessary uh, for them to do differently, even if uh, the game has changed, whatever that game is, even if they got to do something different at work, or it would be uh, advantageous for them to take a different approach in their relationships. If they are having, if they have a lot of Aquarius energy in their chart, it's just hard. It's just harder for them to understand why what they've been doing all this time ain't gonna work a second time, a third time, a fourth time, a fifth time. So to look at the world from a different approach and to literally think about and intellectualize a different plan of attack, a different action step, uh, a different way of thinking about things in their present environment. That is where they are fixed. They're cool with, you know, really cool and kind of emotionally distant in a way, um, very, very aloof and not in a negative way, just they, under, they have a, a steady, understanding of their feelings, a steady understanding of their ideals. Um, they don't even really get wrapped up in ideals like that. Um, they're not interested in what's not proven. They're interested in what is proven, what's factual, and what makes sense, what's practical and what's right, what statistics show, what data shows. So when data changes and stats changes and this something gets disproven, it's like, what? Uh-uh. We're not dealing with that. We're not interested. <laughs> We're not interested. And so for the Aquarians, your mindset, right? Having a growth mindset, having a mindset that is future focused and focused on, on new things, new discoveries. Don't think that the same thing you learned 10 years ago applies today. Find a new path because otherwise 
you find yourself in a holding pattern doing the same thing the same way and still getting the same piss poor results right now i get it if it ain't broke don't fix it and that's a a very that's a fixed sign mantra too if it ain't broke don't fix it let's just continue to move how we move but again within a world that is consistently changing and optimizing for growth so learning new things taking on new challenges thinking about the world differently seeing someone's mind from a different perspective not casting someone out automatically or calling them stupid or dumb or fickle or an idiot because they don't believe what you believe that's a good first step (laughs) that is a good first step the world is not only uh from your perspective and how you think it should exist and how you think people should operate so allowing yourself to expand and to see something and believe in something new is an incredible way to expand your consciousness, expand your mind and move forward and optimize for change and make those breakthroughs. And so watch that if you have a lot of Aquarius in your chart, where are you fixated in your mind? Where do you think you have all the information and they probably need to do a little bit more research, You probably need to do a little bit more digging. You may have mastery over a certain subject. You may be the master of your domain as it relates to a topic, but there's so much more to uncover. And knowing that is the first step in ensuring that your mastery is never overthrown by new information and new data. Now, where do we see, when we look at all four of the fixed signs, where do we see the fixed signs in 2020? What's happening to the fixed signs in 2020? If the cardinal signs are taking a hit and having to go back and re-strategize and maneuver and all that, where are the fixed signs taking a hit? Well, they're taking a hit with that good old Uranus and Taurus placement, right? So we have Uranus, which if you don't know, is the wackiest, craziest, surprise-oriented planet that we have. I mean, all of them have that. All of them can bring you know, gifts and blessings and surprises, but like Uranus was built for this. Like that's just what it does. Its orbit is erratic, it's erratic. So wherever it sits, it shakes shit up. And right now it is in the earthiest, (laughs) most fixed, most rooted sign, which is Taurus. And because of Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and uh, Aquarius, because of where you sit on the zodiac wheel, what happens to one sends waves and shock waves to the others, right? Maybe a little bit more or less depending on proximity. So just because it's in Taurus doesn't mean Leos aren't feeling it or Scorpios aren't feeling it or Aquarians aren't feeling it. If you find your life going a little wacky or being shaken up in a way you didn't anticipate, I would check what part of your chart is governed by Taurus, uh, especially if your sun sign is Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, or Aquarius, because that's going to mean even more to you. Or of course, your ascendant is in one of those signs. It's going to mean a lot to you. Uranus and Taurus has been shaking up everything since Uh, It moved into Taurus, I believe, in 2019. And so it's been shaking up the world, the world, in terms of what we consider valuable, what we love, how we view love, what we think is beautiful, what's important to us, our money. These are all Taurus things. These are all Taurus energetic traits, right? That's the energy Taurus is on, and it's a fixed energy. So whatever Taurus sits on these planes of existence, that's where they sit. And so Uranus is coming in, uprooting the roots of Taurus, literally pulling the roots out. So think tectonic shift plates, uh, the shifting of tectonic plates, think earthquakes, think um, flooding, 
think anything that would pull roots up like that, that's what we have. And so look at how your values have shifted over the past, you know, 10 months, right? Think about how it's shifted for what you think is valuable, um, how you nourish yourself, how that's changed in terms of the things you put in your body or what you think is self-care. Have you bought one of those Peloton bikes that are like thousands of thousands of dollars because you just automatically got inspired to change your body composition? Think about how you look at money. Have you started a business? Have you started a side hustle? Have you restructured your investments in your IRA accounts? Uh, Think about uh, the places that you shop at, that you used to shop at, that you no longer shop at not because they're closed but because you just don't even value their products anymore everything about what you value who you value and how you do it is now taking a turn right I know a lot of Tauruses that have had critical job changes career changes open up businesses revamp their websites Uh, I know a few Scorpios that have had to change plans in ways they didn't anticipate and it has opened up and, and made them break through an emotional barrier that they wasn't trying to break through before, that they had no interest in breaking through before. And so change is afoot and it is happening. And so for my fixed signs out there, hopefully with this information, you have a deeper understanding and appreciation for how you operate, how you move in the world, what may stop you from making decisions, even though you may love a thing and feel great about a thing, what keeps you in yourself, but also what is important for you to thrive in times of chaos. The world is rocking. And I would hate for my fixed signs to not be able to create new structures and new internal realities because of the resistance to change. So, you know, allow this time to be a time that you not only get to know yourself, but get to know what is most helpful for you in times of growth and in times of generation um, and regeneration and in times of dynamic change, which is the time that we are living in right now right in this moment, right in this being. And that is a wrap for the fixed signs in episode two of Astro Ramblings Mode Magic. Yes, my darlings, I am so excited for you all to be going through this series. I hope that you are getting as much information as you can out of understanding these dominant modalities in your birth chart. Again, if you have any questions, you can always hit me up, leave a comment wherever you listen to this episode, this podcast, and you can send me an email at sweetimmunity at gmail.com. I take a lot of inspiration from the questions and the notes that you all send me, and sometimes they actually end up as episode topics. So feel free to send me a comment or a question. If you're looking at your birth chart and you're like, well, I still don't know what this means. And does this mean I'll never make decisions the right way or I'll go too fast or blah, 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 blah. <laughs> if you have any of those questions, um, go ahead and send me an email there. Um, I will be opening up the booking for 2021 uh, for birth charts, for the year ahead, uh, astro predictions and timing. Uh, if you're looking at kind of key dates and transits for yourself if you're making any significant moves in 2021. And so I'll be opening that up if you have uh, any requests and putting those prices up on the website. So be sure to look out for those. But for now, 
dive into episode three, which is all about the mutable signs and what that means for you in your astro journey of understanding yourself. As always, be good, my darlings, and be very, 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 very good and open and honest and loving to the universe so that it is good, open, loving, and honest to you. Till next time. Bye.